Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. The Bible tells us if you deceive yourself in 1 John 1, 8, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Do you believe that? If you say that you have no sin, do you believe that you're deceiving yourself? Now, verse 21 uh, he said, but the people took the plunder, the sheep, the oxen, and the best of the things which should have been utterly destroyed. And why did they not obey God? Well, it was for God to sacrifice to the Lord your God in Gilgal. In other words, we disobeyed God because we're doing it for God. We could think crazy things. Like, yeah, God wants me to go do evil things for him. No, he does not. <laughs> God does not want you to do, go against his word and think that it's for him, right? I mean, people think those crazy. Now, uh, that is when Samuel says to Saul, when he's telling this ridiculousness, he says in verse 22, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he al has also rejected you from being king. So selective obedience is the same as disobedience. And, and he, you know, Samuel's telling him, that to obey God is better than to sacrifice. See, sometimes people think, you know what, I come to church and tithe, therefore I can go sin all week long and I'm good, right? And, and, and that's, no, it's not right. God wants you to obey him, why? Because he loves you. And if you obey him, you're gonna have a good life and you're gonna finish well, right? And your life's gonna be blessed. Yeah, King David said in Psalm 51, verse 16, for you do not desire sacrifice or else I would give it. You do not delight in burnt offerings. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart these, O oh God, you will not despise. See, David understood because he was a man after God's heart. God doesn't want me to just bring sacrifices and live in sin. God loves you, and he tells us to obey because it's good for us. If you don't murder someone in your lifetime, that's good for you, <laughs> right? I mean, for someone who says, look, I can do what I want, and it's all gonna be good, it's not true. Micah 6.80 says, he has shown you, O oh man, what is good and what uh, does the Lord require of you, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. See, God desires to have a personal relationship with you and he wants your life to be blessed. And when you obey God, what does he basically tell us to do? Remember someone asked Jesus, hey, could you sum the whole thing up for us, the Old Testament? And Jesus said, this is it. Love God with your whole heart, mind, soul, spirit and love your neighbor as yourself. If you obey God's commands, what does he basically tell you to do? To love people, be kind to people. Don't cheat them, don't lie to them, don't steal from them, don't commit adultery with their spouse, don't, right? All those things. And who here would say, I can't believe God tells us to do such things. I mean, it's, I mean, obeying God is so difficult not to lie and steal and cheat and murder, right? I mean, it's just, right? Who has a problem with the Ten Commandments? Nobody, right? But our, you know who does? Our carnal nature. Our carnal nature says, look, I need to lie from time to time if I need to, right? I need to steal from time to time if I need to, right? But wrong. It causes problems because it doesn't produce a life that you finish well, and that's what God wants. But it starts with a personal relationship. Jesus said in John 15, 14, you are my friends if you do whatever I command you. So not everybody does what Jesus says. John 14, Jesus said in verse 15, if you love me, 
keep my commandments. That verse changed my life. I used to come to church and think, I love you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for my sins. Thank you that you saved me, that you transformed me. And, and I'm so thankful for all that you've done for me. And I used to think, God, how can I show you that I love you? And then I read John 14, 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. Such a simple thing, right? If you love God, then you want to obey him. What does he say to do? Love people. Be kind to people, right? Before I was a Christian, you know, I was kind to people that were kind to me. And if you did me wrong, then I do you double wrong. But that's not what Jesus teaches, right? He said, hey, forgive people, love people. In Luke 6, verse 14, Jesus said, but why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? See, God calls us into a relationship with him, not, not religious, not, not a religious routine, but a relationship. And when you love someone, then you're willing to make sacrifices, and it's not that big a deal, right? The Bible says that his commandments are not burdensome. To obey God, if you love him, is not a big deal. If you love someone, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm, I, don't, I don't care what you say, right? That, that's not love, right? And, and so, you know, when you love someone, you want to obey them. I want to obey God. Why? Because I love him right? Now, my flesh doesn't always want to obey, but I recognize if I want to fulfill all that God has in store for my life, then I need to do what God says. He knows the future. He made me. He designed me. He knows how marriage works. He knows how, you know, everything works. And so if I obey him, things are going to be better. And that's why Samuel said to Saul in verse 22, but to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed than the fat of rams for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Sometimes Christians think being rebellious and stubborn is good, but stubbornness speaks of not bowing your knee to the Lord because you're bowing your knee to some other God in your life. Remember when Jesus told the parable about there in Matthew 13 uh, where he said, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed seed, good seed in his field, but while he slept, his enemy came out and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. And when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So uh, verse 28, then uh, he said to them, an enemy has done this. And his servant said to him, do you want us to go and gather them up? But he said, no, lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. So let both grow until the harvest. And at that time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, first gather together the tares and bind them into bundles and burn them. Then gather the wheat into my barn. Now, uh, what it speaks of is at harvest time, they would gather the wheat. Well, the, how would they know what the wheat was? Well, the heat the wheat, when it grew, that it would be heavy and it would bow down. But the tares would just stand straight up. So, it, well, the, the tares were darnel grass and, and they would just stand straight up. And so it's a picture of those who bow before the Lord, no stubbornness, no rebellion, humbly bowing before God. And, and that's why he says stubbornness is as idolatry, right? It speaks of worshiping some other God. Like I'm not bowing to God and his will and his plan. I'm gonna do my own thing, right? And, and God has given us everything we need to live life in godliness. We, he's given us the power to obey. And, and he says in 2 Peter 1, 3, as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. That's why we come to church, to be reminded that in his word, he gives us the power. By his spirit, he gives us the power to obey him and to follow him. It's not easy to obey God. Your carnal nature wants to go against it, right? I mean, but that's why he says in verse 22, behold, to obey is better than to sacrifice. How do I apply this to my life? Well, we all have the potential to be like Saul. That's important to understand. I can begin to spare the agags in my life or the sins in my life and begin to make excuses. And, and when, when someone says, why are you doing that? Well, I got a good excuse, right? But we need to know the Bible says in Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? See, when you know that truth about your life, Man, your spiritual life gets a lot easier. When you realize you have the potential to do wicked, evil things, 
then, then you are beginning to see the truth of reality, right? Because, you know, I, I can't tell you how many people I've heard at church who we would see somebody get involved in some sin and someone would say to me, oh, I would never do that. And then I hear them say that for five years and then six years later, they do the exact same thing. I've seen it over. Now, I never say around my family, I'd never do that. You can ask them, why? Because I know I've already done that. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I didn't grow up in church. I know I have the potential to do things. And so I, I want to be in reality and the truth about my life. In 1 Corinthians 10, 6, he says, now these things have become our example, and he's talking about the Old Testament, to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall, right? It's easy to fall away from the Lord if you think that you're never going to fall, right? From my perspective, the spiritual, the Christian life is a supernatural spiritual life, and we need supernatural power. And I can't finish well without God's help. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. What he means is that we need his help to live the way he wants us to live at home, at work, in our marriages, at church, to accomplish all those things. In Ephesians 5, he says, verse 17, if you're wondering what God's will is, here it is. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, the verb is in the present tense, that word filled, and it means keep on being filled. And it indicates a continual filling of the Spirit. Every day when you get up, you need to pray and say, Lord, I want to obey you. And I pray that you fill me with your Spirit and help me to obey you. And as you do that, then you're going to experience a different kind of life, right? Versus the religious person who says, I'm a good person, and I don't need to pray for God's power or God's Spirit because I'm a good person and I do good. And when I sin, I make excuses. Therefore, I don't need to read my Bible or go to church or pray for the Holy Spirit, right? But that isn't what God wants. He wants you to experience a blessed life. He wants you to finish well. How do you get the power of the Spirit? Jesus said in 11, uh, Luke eleven thirteen, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? You just have to ask. He's not gonna force anything on your life. He gives you the choice to choose how you wanna live. Now, for me, I look at my life and say, do I want to follow the flesh and live after my carnal nature, which I did that for half my life, or do I want to pray for the power of the Spirit and live the way God designed me to live? And, and I've done both, and man, following God is so much better, right? I mean, it's just so good. And, and living after the carnal flesh, it's exciting for a moment. I mean, you know, eating LSD and frying your brain cells out, I mean, it's fun for an hour or two. But, you know, I had friends that got saved who took PCP, and they would have blackouts. Like, after they got saved, their mind would just shut off, and, and it's like, ugh, God doesn't want that. He doesn't want us to destroy ourselves. He wants you to, to be blessed. And so you just pray, Lord, fill me. Now, the first step is to have a personal relationship with him. And if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that's the very first step. And, and maybe you did that, but you haven't been following him. Maybe you need to rededicate your life. The Bible says in Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. In other words, you simply are honest with yourself, and you confess with your mouth, Lord, I've sinned, and, and I ask you to forgive me, and I invite you to come into my life. And that's the first step. But that's not the end of it. That's the beginning. And then every day to read your Bible and pray and seek God and say, Lord, I want to accomplish all the things you have in store for my life. He didn't create you to watch Netflix for 12 hours at a time. I mean, not that you can't do that, but you don't need Jesus to do that. When Jesus said, without me, you could do nothing, he wasn't talking about Netflix or, or playing, what's that phone game everybody plays? Pokemon, is that it? My wife's like, don't say it. <laughs> anyway, right? God has greater things for your life. He loves you. He wants to bless you. 
right? But the first step is to invite him in. And so if you've never accepted Jesus, we're going to give you an opportunity to do that right now. So let's bow our heads and I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And if you would like to invite Jesus into your life or maybe even rededicate your life, maybe you accepted him, but you haven't been following him, just repeat after me and you saints help us out. Dear Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner and I need your forgiveness. Forgive me. I invite you into my life. Fill me with your spirit and help me to obey you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will.